Well, we're here. Spooky season is upon us. And let me just tell you, I hate spooky season. In fact, I hate that it's called spooky season because it's like, I ne- look, I don't get Halloween. I don't get a holiday where the point is to scare people. I never understood that. I don't understand why people like being scared, right? The whole horror genre is mind-boggling to me. And then we spend a whole month on it. And then two months later, we focus on joy and giving gifts and all happy stuff. Like, October, December, two months apart, very different spectrums. Very different spectrums. It's literally, it's weird. It's, it doesn't make any sense at all, right? It's, Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. But here we are. It is spooky season, okay? We got the pumpkin spice. It's back out there into the world. So all the white girls are very excited about that. We got... That's it. That's really it for me. So um, the only thing I enjoy about this month is candy, okay? Because then after Halloween... Like the day after, all the all the candy goes on sale, which I love. I love candy. Like if I can get a whole bag of Reese's peanut butter cups for half off, I'm all in on that, you know. But my gosh, I'm really just freeballing this, as you can tell. Like this was not, <laughs> it's not very well planned. That's okay. So that's where we're at. Spooky season. Candy's good. I also am a big fan of our whiteboard topic for the day. We'll get into that later. Um, But yes, here we are. So let's just get it started with my fantasy football updates that all of you so very much care about. Um, It was a rough week for me. It was losses all across the board. Okay. For starters, in my high school league, I, I lost my main guy, got hurt, Justin Jefferson. So we're sitting at a solid three and two there for for the old high school league. And my old grocery league, we're one and four. That's an ugly number. It's an ugly number. I made some trades. I had to make some adjustments. But we're one and four. And oh my gosh. Even here's the deal why I lost last week. I should be two and three. But here's why I lost. I went to church late service. That's not why I lost. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Not why I lost. Okay. Why I lost is because I didn't check my lineups before going into church. If I would have done that, I would have realized that two of my main guys were going to be out via injury. Because of that, I lost by seven points. I had two guys out and I only lost by seven. So that just goes to show you why you check your lineups. Set the notifications. I had Jamar Chase go off for 52 points and I lost. It's never a good day. He had half my points in fantasy. We lost. Okay. My other league. I lost a three and two. My car wash league. Okay. Why am I three and two there? Well, we just didn't have a good showing that day. The Niners didn't really use Christian McCaffrey. CD Lamb didn't get any touches. We don't talk about that game anyways, but still, we just... Overall, we had a day, which happens. That happens. I'm not mad about that. But it does hurt the inside of my soul that I lost at least all three. So 
I've learned my lesson. We check our schedule and we go to early service for church. So I don't forget to set the lineups. And also just because I like having more time in my day. That's actually the real reason I go to the 8 a.m. Ser- the 8.45 service, okay? So get up early, bless the Lord, and then have a good rest of your day. It sets you up just beautifully, okay? Just beautifully, all right? So I had a lot of fun last week, last episode, talking about some of the colleges, okay? We're going to pick up right where we left off. Now, I forgot to look at all of my requirements, okay? So I'm going to do that real quick um, because I want to make sure that I cover every base, okay? Because you guys deserve that. You do. You deserve all of it, okay? So we have... Okay, we have, (laughs) all right, we have memorable, we have colors, we have logo, we have We have, come on, Riley, get your head out of the way of that. Creativity. We have intimidation and we have mascot. I promise to be more prepared next time. So. And then our overall score, obviously, will go down here. Now, if you didn't watch last week's episode, okay, these are all judged on a scale of 1 to 10, all right? Now, with that, then we add them all together, divided by 6, to get the average overall score. And we are taking these just by colleges Okay, and their their team name and their overall look from a sports perspective because it's college football season. So last week we did the f- the first three teams in the Pac-12 via alphabetical order. Now we're gonna do the next three Pac-12 teams in alphabetical order. Okay, so of course those teams are. Colorado, Oregon, and Oregon State. So we're going to start off with Colorado, okay? And they are the the Colorado Buffalo, right? So pull that up on old Safari. Colorado Buffalo. Because I want to see this logo quick before I just go. Yes, okay. So, it is a legitimate, a full buffalo. So, it's like tail here, and then big old legs, and then here's the head, hump, and another hump, right? And then you got the horn here, and then you've got the C and the U right here. 
Okay, that's Colorado. Which, I gotta be honest with myself. That right there is not a bad buffalo. Okay, so they're the Colorado buffalo. Now, normally, I would say memorable. Let's, first of all, let's re regroup here. Okay, buffalo, the buffalo, all right, two, three years ago would have been probably a lot lower than they are now. And why is that? Because it's Deion Sanders University now. Okay, they should just rebrand. It should be prime time. It should be the Colorado prime time is what it should be. And it's just the number 21 mixed in with the Colorado University logo because that dude put them on the map. Nobody was talking about Colorado two years ago. Last last year, he comes in as the new head coach. Everybody's talking about him. So, memorable. That's why I'm going to give him an eight for memorable because of prime time. No one will ever, ever again forget about the University of Colorado. I'm going to give him an eight. Why? They are always talked about. Okay. Prime time. Coach Prime is everywhere right now. He is everywhere. He's in commercials. He's showing up on shows. He's got the swagger, right? He's bringing college football back. The dude was all over the news when he went to Colorado. Boom. Memorable. His son out there flexing his watch. Memorable. To the point where the other teams, when they beat him, also show off the watch. Okay? It's... That's what it is. It's the equivalent of horns up and horns down. That's what I'm coming to, okay? So I'm going to give them an eight, all right? Eight for memorable. Colors. Colors. They have a very interesting color scheme, but I got to tell you, I like it. It's unique. It's like a burnt gold black. I'm going to give it a seven, okay? I like it a lot. And what they've been able to do with jerseys this year Beautiful. They're all beautiful out there. All right. Logo. Creativity. I believe they are. Well, they're not. They're definitely not the only ones. But when you think of the Buffalo, you're thinking of Colorado. The logo. I love the Buffalo. All right. It looks good. Sleek. I'm going to give that a seven as well. Could it be better? Sure. Could it not? Yes. Creativity. A Buffalo. Okay. I will give them this. There's not a lot of buffalo out there. All right. It's not like the wildcats that we talked about last week. All right. We got a buffalo. You don't see a lot of buffalo out in the wild either. You have to go to specific areas. For that, I'll give them a seven as well. Now, intimidation. All right. Look, they aren't very intimidating for like when you're looking at them. They're very intimidating when you piss them off and they charge at you. I don't want to take I don't want to get trampled over by a buffalo. I'm going to give them a 5 there, okay? That's why. Cuz they're just so fluffy and soft and you think you can like pet them. They're like a I mean, they are a cow on roids, right? They are a steroid cow. That's what a buffalo is. And they're not very there's very many There's not very many left. Okay? There's not. Is it well they were going extinct for a while. They might not be anymore. So if they're if they're on the edge there, isn't that kind of on them? Anyways, intimidation, I'll give it five. All right. That leads into the mascot. Let's look up the Colorado mascot just to see what he looks like. 
because I think he's a pretty good mascot. Okay. I'm going to give it a six. Mascot is a six. Look. It's the face for me. He's kind of, he kind of reminds me of um, the dwarf from Snow White, uh, Dopey. He kind of looks like Dopey in the face. So, I'm not very super intimidated by him. And his face is an odd yellow. Like, it's not like the golden yellow they use in the logo. It's like a, it's like a banana, like a ripe banana yellow. So, because of that, I got to give it a six. All right? Props to Coach Prime, by the way. He really brought this team up because memorability especially was just terrible, terrible. So with that in mind, I'm going to give it, going to give it an eight. Okay. And because we round up here, it is a overall 7. I got a 6.6. .6. We rounded it up to a 7. Okay? I think that's very fair. All right? We do this in a couple of years and see what Coach Prime does with the program. That 8 could possibly be a 10. Okay? That's why it's an 8. All right? We're not at that. They're not the best program in college football yet, but if they can get there, they'll be a 10. All right? For sure. So, we have an overall of 7 for the University of Colorado or Colorado University. I don't know which way they prefer. I'm guessing because the U is after, it's Colorado University. But then again, you have the University of Oklahoma and it's OU. So whatever. All right. I don't think it matters. So we'll delete these. Next, we have well, another memorable, memorable team here. That's a memorability competition here. We have, oh, that's a terrible O. Let's try to go for a more wide O. Okay, but it's okay. That's a terrible, terrible representation of Oregon, but it is the Oregon O. So, firstly, we have memorability. I'm going to give them a nine here. Now, hear me out. Why are they so memorable? It is the jerseys. Okay. Do you know how many jerseys the University of Oregon gets? They have new jerseys every year. Why? Because the owner of Nike graduated from Oregon. That's right. If you didn't know that, that's why Oregon gets all the cool jerseys and all the cool stuff, right? He just hooks them up with whatever they want, right? So because of that, you have to give them a nine because you will, when they go out there, you will remember them because they are like a highlighter in your face sometimes, okay? Justice, all right? Memorable. Colors, I also have to give it a nine, okay? They rock. Their colors, they rock. Every time, okay? There's a couple that are kind of gross looking, um, but most of the time, they pull it off well. They pull off black well. They pull off gray well. They pull off the green, the yellows, it, which by the way, yellow is a very hard color to pull off, I feel like, and they just nail it, and it's, it bothers me. Their white jerseys, immaculate, immaculate. 
nine for colors. Logo. I don't know if I'm going to be fair here, but I'm giving it a five. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit lower. It's just an O. There's nothing else going on. I'm going to give, I'll give it a four, okay? Because when I see an O, you know, I'm obviously like, oh, that's organ, right? But that's it. There's no, there's nothing else. Like if they did something with a duck's foot, that might be kind of cool. I don't know. But this is just, it feels too basic almost, okay? Creativity-wise, I will give them an eight, all right? And that, it could have been a nine, but because of the logo, I got to knock it down one, all right? Their creative, their creativity comes in with the colors. All right, intimidation factor. I'm gonna give it a four. Now, I'm gonna give it a three. I am not scared of ducks. I'm not. I see a duck. I'm like, oh, it's a duck. And usually they got their babies walking behind them. You know, just like this. You know, just waddling behind them. I'm not scared of that. I'm like, oh, it's a duck. It's baby ducks, right? I'm not scared of a duck. I'm not. Okay, the only reason that it has three is because of Daffy Duck, okay? Because he's just a very angry duck and you can't understand him because it's just like he's got feathers in his mouth all the time, right? Or like he's chewing a giant gumball at all times, all right? I'm not intimidated by that. Like, I, let me rephrase that. I'm intimidated a little by Daffy Duck, not Daffy. Daffy's not intimidating. Donald Duck. There's too many cartoon ducks. All right. The other intimidating duck that I can think of is Darkwing Duck. And his whole thing is being dangerous. So because of those two ducks, Donald and Darkwing, I will give you an intimidation of three. All right. And that goes into the mascot. Because he's iconic, I'm going to give him a six. Now, and that's because he's iconic, all right? If he wasn't iconic, I'd give him a three. And here's why. And people are going to be like, you're out of your mind, all right? That mascot is beautiful. It's a well-done mascot. You're right. But he looks like Donald Duck. He looks like Donald Duck's cousin, all right? It looks like they went to Disneyland. They drove down to Disneyland in California, and they were like, hey, you got a spare Donald Duck suit that you're not going to use? And then they'd be like, yeah, sure, here you go. And then they just modified it a little bit to fit their school. That's what it looks like to me, okay? And for that, I got to give it a six, all right? But again, he is like, when you think of a mascot, you think of the Oregon duck. That's how good they've done with a duck, all right? But he gets too much credit. I think he's overrated. Smoking fans are going to be mad at me for that. All right, so... Let's go. Let's do the math here. Four plus eight plus three plus six divided by five by six equals. Okay, we have a 6.5. It's our first half. All right. And like I said, we round up. So we got another overall of seven. Okay, which is a good score for Oregon. All right, that's a great score for Oregon. That's a fair score. This is where they need to they need to up it, right? They get a cooler logo. They 
upgrade the mascot just a wee bit, you know, I'll give it to him. All right? But that's Oregon. All right. Next, we have Oregon State. Good old Oregon State. All right? Let's see here. Let's see if I can find a good... Here we go. All right, this is what their logo kind of looks like. Okay. And then you got the, the beaver nose here, the beaver eye. <laughs> I'm doing this thing dirty, but it's fine. So. So, there's the beaver. The Oregon State beaver. All right. Memorable. Memorable. Man, I hate to do it to him. I do. I hate to do it to him, but they're, they're not very memorable. I got to give them a two. I got to give them a two. Nobody talks about Oregon State unless they're playing Oregon. Now, here, here's why it's also a two. This team has been ranked, is currently ranked. Maybe not currently ranked. Can't confirm or deny that, okay? But they've been ranked in the past. They've been solid in the past. They even have a good quarterback right now. And out of the whole Pac-12, they're not talked about. They're not even like top. Like they they don't like they're probably in the upper half talent wise, but they're probably talked about the least. Some of the least, right? They're they're right down there with Arizona. Like they just exist there, right? So I gotta give them a two. All right, I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to give them two. But I will say this, they're orange and black. I got to give them an eight for the colors, okay? I love their colors. Their colors are sweet. They come out there black and orange. They really lean into, I love that color of orange they have. It's beautiful. Got to give them an eight. I'll give them an eight. Logo, I'll give them a seven, okay? This is a great logo. It really is. Now, I wish they would incorporate something from Oregon State in there just a little bit, right? Because I think that's where the great logos come in. It's a mixture of the mascot and a little bit of the university's name somewhere. Like if they had an O-S-U in there or something like that, I think that'd be really cool. But for a beaver, they did a pretty good job, okay? They did a pretty good job. So with that creativity... Combining that, they picked a beaver. Nobody else has a beaver that's pretty creative, okay? Look, like, color-wise, color, color wise, pretty good. Pretty good. Feels like it. I'm going to give them a 7 there, too. Okay? Great job. All right? There could have been some other better stuff, but 7, okay? Intimidation. I'm going to give them a 4. It's like the ducks, all right? I'm a little bit more scared of a beaver than a duck because of the teeth. And also because, you know, they could just build a dam and block a river off whenever they feel like it. And I think that's a lot of power for a beaver to have, right? They can control our aqua, like our, our water systems by building dams. I think they got way too much influence there. So that's scary to me. And because of that, Intimidation 4. Now, let's look up this mascot. Because I don't know if they have one. Let's see here. Oh, they do. They do. He looks cartoonish. But I'll tell you what. I think I think he's 
but I rate the, the Oregon Duck 6. I'll give this one a 5. Alright? I'll give him a 5. He's, uh... He's fun, but, like, I think he needs an update. He's not very intimidating, which, again, like, you don't want him too intimidating because the kids, but he's kind of goofy looking. He's kind of goofy looking if you look up the Oregon State mascot. Because of that, I'm going to give it a 5. Alright? I'm going to give him a 5 for that score. So... Let's do the math here. We are at 2 plus 8 plus 7 plus 7 plus 4 plus 5. Divide that by 6. All right. We got a 5.5. And like I said, we always round up. So the overall is a 6, which I think is very fair for Oregon State. I think it's pretty good. It could have been a lot worse. All right. But... You're really doing good in these departments right here is creativity, the logo, the colors. We need to remember you more and you need to up the intimidation factor, right? Like, actually, let's be real. The intimidation, you're not really going to be in charge of. But the mascot could update his face a little bit. Okay. A nice balance of intimidating and fun for the children. But. And then we can maybe boost that memorability a little bit. All right. So that wraps up the part two of the Pac-12 colleges. All right. So next week we'll hit another three teams because honestly, guys, I really enjoy this segment. This segment is fun for me. All right. And uh, yeah, we're in the prime college football season. We've got to take advantage of this. All right. So. That ends that segment. Now, probably thinking, what's the beans breakdown? You kind of teased it because it's spooky season. Well, we're going to talk about one of my favorite cartoons of all time. So much influence on my life in many different plethora of ways, okay? Um, the topic for today, what color do I want? What color am I not going to use? You know what? I think this color is going to do the best. Wait, actually probably going to be this color. We're talking Scooby-Doo today. Okay. Now, Scooby-Doo is probably arguably the best thing to watch during spooky season. Okay. <laughs> I hate that word. Anyways, because it is a great combination of fun and not and like spooky, but not scary. You know, like it's like fun mystery and you're trying to solve and it's great. Okay. So what is Scooby-Doo? All right, Scooby-Doo is a cartoon that that was originally created in the 60s. And um, it's a gang of five teenagers, I believe. They might be adults. You know what? I, I got to double check this because they've been both, I think. Um, but I want to I wanna double check because I don't want to lead you guys on with that. But I'm pretty sure they're teenagers. How old are the Scooby-Doo characters? Okay. In the originals, Fred and Shaggy are 17, Daphne is 16, and Velma is 15. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Dude, Velma, Velma is 15? That's wild. Okay. Okay. Wow. And then they age him up a little bit, I think, probably throughout. But they're, the whole thing is they're younger, okay? 
And so there's a group of of teens that like go around the country, I guess, in the summers and solve mysteries. Okay. Because a robbery happens, but they hear that it's a phantom or a ghoul or a ghost. Okay. And so they go and they do better than the cops, I guess, because these kids are just brilliant. And so they out they they figure it out before the cops do, and then they catch the monster, and it always turns out that the monster's a human person. The monster's not real. And it's always this person behind it. And the whole purpose is to show you that all the monsters are just people in real life. They're all people. Like monsters are real world people. There's no such there's no crazy mutants out there. The creeper's not real. Zombies aren't real. But, like, it's just broken people, which is kind of depressing, but it's also kind of, like, eye-opening because you're like, oh, not all people are good people. So, you can teach right and wrong to your kids. I think that's just the whole purpose of the show, right? And it's a fun way to do it. Um, So, that is kind of the idea of the show. If you don't know that, like, where have you been, dude? I can watch some Scooby-Doo, all right? I thought it would be fun to go through, of course, the gang. So we will start with my boy, all right, Fred Jones, all right? Fred Jones is the leader of the Scooby gang, okay? He's the one that's always like, hey, gang, let's split up and search for clues. And he always goes with the girls because Freddy's a ladies' man, all right? Not really. He only goes after Daphne, but you understand the point, okay? So Fred Jones. The leader of the crew, um, he always sets the traps, and in later iterations of Scooby-Doo, he's obsessed with traps to the point where he just, that's all he talks about is traps, and it's actually kind of fun. Okay, so Fred Jones is the leader, the leader and builder of traps. All right, so that's Fred Jones, and his colors are blue. That's his main colors, and he always has an ascot um, in the originals, okay? If you know me, I'm not a big ascot guy. Fred Jones is the only guy, with, for me, that is, I'm cool with having an ascot. Everybody else, don't wear an ascot. It's pretentious. It's gross, okay? But that's a whole conversation for a different day. So, after that, we have... The girl of his dreams, the love of his life, the red-headed beauty, and my first crush as a kid. Okay. It's Daphne Blake. Okay. Now, in the original, she's kind of the damsel in distress. She's the pretty one. Like if the monster's kidnapping anybody, it's probably Daphne, right? She's always getting caught. But in later iterations, and I think this is where She's very good at what she does is that she's the most resourceful one, okay? So she's very good at when she gets into situations using the things that are around her and uh, being creative with things that she has, and those help her out, right? So yes, she's also the pretty one, but she's also the resourceful one and able to get out of jams quick, which is great when people are trying to harm you in different scenarios, okay? Daphne Blake, her, her main color is purple. And like I said, she's she's the cute redhead one. So again, now it's weird saying that out loud, knowing she's 16. So 
I'm now talking about Daphne from the live action movies because she was very pretty and she's definitely over 18. So that's when I refer to Daphne, that is who I will be referring to from now on. So Daphne Blake. Now we get into the brains of the operation. All right. It's Velma Dinkley. All right. Now Velma, like I said, she's the brains, right? But she's always trying to find her glasses. Always trying to find her glasses. She loses them constantly. You think she would get one of those like old people ropes. So if they fell off, they would just fall down. But she doesn't do that. She hasn't done that. She never does that. She always loses them. I can't believe she's never broken them. Okay. And it's always the worst time for her to lose her glasses. Because usually it's like the monster giving it back to her. Or one of the suspects. So it's like... Mm. What are you doing, Velma? You're very, very smart, but you always lose your glasses, okay? And so that's what she she serves brains. I would write something else down here, but that's pretty much just her whole role. She's a genius. She's smart. Um, yeah. So, and I'll say she keeps everybody on task. So we'll say focus is kind of her thing, right? Next, we have the fun ones of the group, okay? We got Shaggy. My boy, Norville, Norville, Shaggy, Rogers. Now, in today's time and place, you would probably think he's a stoner. Which is heavily implied, but no, he's just a bit, very big eater. He's the eater of the group. He's the fun one of the group, right? And. You know, so I'm going to write down, he's the fun one of the group. Because I think it would be pretty boring without Shaggy. All right. He's the lovable one. Everybody loves Shaggy. And uh, yeah, but for capturing purposes, he's always the bait. The poor guy is always the bait. They use him to lure in other people. And let me, let me tell you, okay? You need a good, you need a good person to be bait. Okay. You, if you're going to be the bait, you have to be good. You have to be appealing. You have to be attractive, right? So that says a lot about Shaggy, right? It does. Because guess what? When I'm playing Apex Legends with my boys, Tanner and Josh, all right, and we're down there, who plays bait? Me. Why? Because I'm damn good at it, all right? I got a big old target on my back, and they just like to shoot me, all right? Also, it's probably because I'm not using my full noggin for it, okay? But you understand what I'm saying, Bait is key. It's important because if I wasn't the bait, we wouldn't know where the enemy was and we couldn't just kill him. All right. Sometimes it does. It backfires on me and I die. Actually, 85% of the time I die. But in Shaggy's case, he's really damn good. He never dies. He always gets it the way that he does. Now, sometimes he also gets caught, which is a whole nother thing, but he always ends up okay at the end of it. All right. So he's the fun one. He's big eater. It's also the bait of the group. Now, of course, we can't go into all of this without talking about the main, the main mascot, the main hero of this story, right? It is, and we're going to go right down here, Scoobert, Scooby, Do. All right. Now. He is the dog. He is a great Dane. 
Now, why is he a Great Dane? Because when they were creating the show, they were thinking they were thinking along the lines of like a small dog, but they thought it would be hilarious if it was this giant, massive dog that was just scared of everything. And so, hence, Scooby Doo became a Great Dane. And it, honestly, it's one of my it's my favorite dog, and not just because of Scooby Doo, but because I had one growing up as a kid. And I'm I want to get a Great Dane again. It's not going to happen here, but eventually, someday down the line, I would like to get another Great Dane. So. Scoobert, Scooby-Doo, all right? Now, what is his role? You know, he's the mascot. He makes everything lovable. He's the lovable. He's, he's lovable, and he's also funny. He's hilarious. He's the anchor. He's the glue, okay? That's where I'm going to put him down, all right? That's, that's his role. He is the glue, okay? Now, his best friend is normal Shaggy Rogers. He is always the bait with Shaggy, okay? They are baked together. They are attached at the hip. They're always eating together. Scooby is Shaggy's dog. 10 out of 10 times. But obviously the other three love Scooby just as much. Okay? So Scooby is the glue. Without Scooby-Doo, I don't think these guys hang out as much. I just don't. Because they're kind of different, right? Fred and Daphne have a thing together. Velma really just focuses on her studies unless you watch the new ones where they made her a lesbian. We're not going to go down that road today. Okay. We, we will. All right. But for, because it's 2023, Velma is lesbian. I, I just don't like, I don't, it's never been her thing. Like I like her just being the brains and not worrying about all of it. Right. We don't, not everybody needs to have a love interest. Okay. Now Shaggy, like I said, is a fun one. He also doesn't really have a love interest. Now they've shown different love interests for him, but they never stick. And that's okay. That's okay. All right. I don't. Again, this dynamic right here is the only romance that you really need in Scooby Doo. Why? Because it's a, a it's a kid show. Okay. Unless you're doing like an older adaption, we don't talk about the Velma cartoon. Okay. But that's pretty much it there. All right. So this is the gang. All right. Need a drink of water. Now, we will go into villains. Now, in the original cartoon, this is what the focus is going to be today, is the original cartoon, all right? There are, there are one-off villains, okay? There's a villain for every episode, right? And so I am just going to go and do my best to just go over some of my favorites, all right? And so first, we're just going to talk about the Creeper. The Creeper is probably one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic, Scooby-Doo villain there is. He's the guy with the green face, brown hair, and he kind of just looks like this, right? Not the one with the hat, okay? But he's always doing this pose. Like that, okay? Always doing that. That's the Creeper, all right? It's like one of the very first... It might not be the first episode, but it's one of... Anyways, most iconic, probably Creeper. All right. Next that I can think of that's one of my personal favorites because of the creativity of it is uh, Captain Cutler's Ghost. Okay. Um, and pretty much it's this um, glowing green old school scuba suit. And he just goes around in the water and like, it's pretty sweet. 
It's one of my favorites, personally. Okay? One of my favorites. All right, and then you have... Let me see here. I need to look up a couple. The I believe the Clown Ghost is another one. And honestly, it's the only... Uh, it's the only uh, Scooby-Doo villain that uh, actually gives me the heebie-jeebies. All right, I don't like clowns. Now, I, I'm not scared of them anymore. It's more of like, a, I just don't like you, and I want to punch you for dressing like that. Okay? That's kind of how it goes for me. So, let's see here. Oh, yeah, that's a, a, a couple more iconic ones here. Okay. Uh, if you watched the second live-action Scooby-Doo movie, first of all, you should. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. We're going to get down that. We'll go down that road here in a little bit. But they show a lot of the actual villains from the old school cartoon, and that's why it's really cool. So another one, and he's very iconic in this cartoon, is the Black Knight Ghost. Okay? Black Knight Ghost is literally a dude in a suit of armor, and it's badass. Okay, Black Knight Ghost is awesome. All right. Then we have we have Minor 49er. I can't make that up. He's like, he's literally a, a, a ghostly miner. All right. Miner 49er. Like it's, it's, it's one of the least, least iconic names, but it's kind of funny. Uh, let's see here. Black Knight we talked about. Oh yeah. Redbeard's ghost is kind of iconic as well. Notice how most of these are ghosts, okay? Ghosts and monsters. The ghost clown, clown ghost, same thing. Uh, let's see here. Some of these are kind of basic. I don't remember some. Oh, here. Here's one of my favorite. The Phantom Shadows. There's two of these ghosts. Uh, and, uh, again, these are kind of the iconic ones. Right? If you look these up, you're like, oh, dude, that's a Scooby-Doo villain. Like, that's all of these. Okay? I will mention the Witch Doctor as well. Um, I think he's the most scary currently, mainly because as a Christian, voodoo scares the shit out of me. Right? You don't mess with voodoo. You don't. Okay? Another iconic one is the Space Kook. That's K-O-O-K. And like I said, the creepers looks like kind of creepy. Okay. So yes. Those are some of the villains. Now I'm not going to go too in-depth because if I was like, oh, here's the backstory of them, it kind of ruins the whole thing. Right? So I just went for like their rogues gallery essentially. And I got to be honest. They have probably one of the most fun ones. Now, again... They don't stick around. These are one-offs, okay? One episode, they show up, they get caught, they go to prison, all right? 95% of the time. And 95% of the time, they're not real monsters, okay? So, and before I forget, all right, there's another thing before we go into the movies, there's something I forgot with the characters, okay? And I apologize, but it's one of the key components of Scooby-Doo, and it's... Catchphrases, okay? Catchphrases are very important in Scooby-Doo. Catchphrases. Now, 
we'll, we'll start off with Fred. Okay, Fred doesn't really have a catchphrase. Uh, he doesn't have one. He's the only one that doesn't have one. Now, this is what I will say Fred's catchphrase is, okay? I'm going to write it in their colors. Right? Fred's, to me, is split up and search for clues. He always wants to split up and search for clues. It's kind of his thing. So I will give split up and search for clues and make the argument that that is Fred's catchphrase. All right. Then we have Daphne. And hers, and hers is Sheepers. Sheepers. Yeah, that's hers. Okay. I used to say that for a very long time. So Sheepers is hers. She says it when she's like spooked or scared. Okay. Next, or surprised, usually. Okay. Next is Velma's, and hers is very close to Jeepers. It's Jinkies, and that's usually when she's figured out a clue or solved the mystery. Jinkies. Like, it was like, it's like, I have an idea. It's pretty much what that is. All right. And then one of my favorites. All right. And this is when Shaggy gets scared. He just says, Zoinks. Okay, now, what's eluding me right now is Scooby's catchphrase, and I don't know if he, well, I've, let me double check this, but I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this. Yeah, okay. I can't believe this is a brain fart for me. This is embarrassing. As a Scooby-Doo fan, this is embarrassing, okay? It's literally... It's literally his name. Okay. And do I know why the dog can talk? No. It's a cartoon. No one gives a shit. Okay. But that's his name. That's, that's, that is his name for sure. But that is his catchphrase. And that's usually towards the end of the show when they already solved it. And Scooby, did, Scooby does something funny. And they're like, Scooby. And then he says his own name. All right. Those are the catchphrases. It's very important. And like I said, Fred doesn't really have a good one, but this is what I'm going to count as his catchphrase. All right. We've hit catchphrases. We've hit villains. And now it's time for probably one of the most important components of this franchise as a whole. And that's what to watch for Scooby-Doo. Okay. So I will list three shows. All right. And then I will list a couple of movies, and I think that's about it, okay? So, without further ado, the original cartoon is definitely number one. You need to watch this before you watch anything else Scooby-Doo related, okay? And that's Scooby-Doo, where are... You okay? That's the title of the the original cartoon. Okay, Scooby Doo, where are you? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? One of the most iconic theme songs as well. Okay, watch that first. Now, if you want a more modern take on this cartoon, you're gonna go to what's new. Scooby-Doo. Now, I was fortunate enough 
to grow up with both of these cartoons. Fantastic. Now, here's the other thing. All right. And I have to, there's another cartoon and I've seen a little bit of it and I kind of want to go and watch all of it all the way through. And I might just do that. That might be my next show, but it's called Scooby-Doo. Mystery Incorporated. Okay. And that's more, that was like when I was a teenager that came out. And from what I understand, at first it was kind of like, ooh, I don't know about this, but apparently it goes over really well. This is when Fred starts being obsessed with traps. We actually watched a couple episodes in class one time, and it's actually freaking hilarious. Okay, it's pretty funny, dude. So I I give it a shot. I'm going to give it another shot myself, and uh, I'll get back to you on whether or not I think it's good. Okay? So these are the cartoons. Now, there are other Scooby-Doo cartoons. I will mention the new one because I think the new one is pretty decent, okay? Let me look. And it's pretty much he just teams up with celebrities. And, uh, ah, but it looks like it's done. It's called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? And they pretty much like teamed up with Batman, Wonder Woman, and then like Ricky Gervais. So it's just like random celebrities. Um, and then they solve mysteries together. Now, I don't know if that's good or not, but it looks, I only mention it because it looks like it's goes back to the original format of, Hey, we just solved mysteries, one-off mysteries, and we happen to have a celebrity with us. Okay, so these cartoons are the ones I recommend. Do not watch Velma. No, bad. Mindy Cowling, good on The Office. Don't know about her other shows. Tries to, to self-sabotage, not self-sabotage, tried to sabotage a beautiful franchise with that crapshoot of a show. Okay, it's a terrible, terrible show. Don't watch it, don't support it. Let it die, okay? Because that's not Scooby-Doo. It's not. If she used Scooby-Doo characters and then pretty much tried to Riverdale the shit out of it. Not cool. Okay. Not very happy about it. Let it be what it has always been and let it just be a fun kids cartoon you can throw on for like when you have cousins over or you just need something on the background. All right. That's kind of what Scooby-Doo is great for. All right. Now, Scooby-Doo has a bunch of animated movies. They usually release one to two a year. Um, and I don't know. I haven't seen all of them, obviously. That's crazy. There's so many. But I will recommend these. All right. From the year of, from the years of 1998 to 2001, there was Scooby-Doo movies in its prime. All right. You had Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. You had Scooby-Doo Cyber Chase. And there was another one. Okay. And it was, <laughs> I got to remember it. I need to find it. It's about witches. Okay, which real life witches, not cool. Okay, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost is the other one. So those three movies, those three, oh, and then Scooby-Doo Alien Invaders, another great one. Those four movies right there, prime Scooby-Doo movies. Okay, prime animated Scooby-Doo movies. The animation's fantastic. I recommend all four of those movies that took place in this area, okay? The rest of them aren't terrible. Okay, they're they're okay. But these four are the best ones, all right? In my opinion, okay? Now, nostalgia might be playing a role in that, and I get that. Now, speaking of nostalgia, 
Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2, the live-action movies, are some of the most underrated and or the, some of the most underrated live-action takes on any cartoon period. Okay. Beautifully. Beautifully casted, beautifully written, beautifully done. Okay, number two. Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. It was one of the most watched movies for me as a, as a kid. I still love that movie. There are so many iconic lines in that movie. And it's pretty much just this old school villain coming back. And he's like, and, uh, <laughs> and the whole premise of it is that the Scooby-Doo gang is at the top of, of the food chain. And they get attacked by this villain and, or this ghost who's pretty much doing everything in his power to tear them down and bring them back to nothing. And then their whole thing is, will they rise to the occasion and come out of it or will they stay down? And uh, it's beautifully, beautifully done. And I have to say, I have to say, it is a very good portrayal of how the media is today. Hey, you'll watch that. And the whole thing, it's, this is how media works. Okay. This is a hundred percent how media works. There's an iconic line with Fred Jones. And he realizes that the media is making them out to look like bad people. All right. So he goes, I know how you handle this. You're just going to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. And he's like, wait, don't use that. And as soon as he gets in the car, do you know what uh, the news people do? And she goes, yep, yeah, uh, the, the Coolsville is falling apart. And all Fred Jones had to say was, I think Coolsville sucks. And then he immediately puts his head into a steering wheel. That is the media today. Okay, again, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I think it's just very, very funny how accurate that is. Okay, so live action Scooby-Doo is phenomenal. 10 out of 10 recommend. All right, now there's two other things that I need to mention before we wrap up Scooby-Doo. Okay, now two, two things. Okay, there are two iconic side characters that we need to discuss. Okay. That they don't show up often, but they do show up. Okay. One showed up quite often. All right. We'll start off with him. All right. Now, there's a time period where they're like, you know what would be great is if Scooby had some family members that we showed off. Okay. We had characters like Scooby Dumb, who literally, he's stupid. Okay. That was his whole shtick. He's dumb, dumber than a bag of bricks. Right. Just dumb. We're not talking about him today. We're going to talk about Scrappy-Doo. Now, Scrappy was the exact opposite of his uncle, Scoob. Okay, Scooby is his uncle. Scrappy is Scooby's nephew. If you didn't know how family genealogy works, but there you go. Okay, now Scrappy is... I don't know I don't know if he's a puppy or if he has, like... Or he's just a runt or just like bred with a smaller dog. I don't know. But he's tiny. He's like this big. He's like a chihuahua size. He's a great... I think he's a puppy. Okay? It would make a lot of sense in this scenario if he's just a pup. Right? Which would also give more vibes to the uncle thing. Okay? In the live action uh, movie, they make a lot of fun of Scrappy. Okay? Scrappy was not very well received in the fan base. And I... I, I get that he's annoying, but I don't think he's as bad as people say, okay? Because there are some movies where it's just Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy, and I don't think those movies are bad, okay? I might be on Team Scrappy. 
right? But the whole point of Scrappy is he's the exact opposite of his uncle in the sense of he's very brave. He always wants to fight. Um, and so he's like, no, my job is to protect you. I'm pulling you out of danger. So Scoob's a good uncle. Sometimes it's out of fear where he pulls him out, but you know, he's doing his job. That's what it means to be a caretaker. Okay. So I got to mention Scrappy-Doo because he's very iconic to Scooby-Doo. It's just probably one of the most controversial characters, which is just odd to me. It's odd to me. If you watch the first live action Scooby-Doo, you'll see it's pretty much what the fans think of him in a movie, right? It's like the director also was on the fan side that didn't like Scrappy and that made it into the movie, okay? So, Scrappy-Doo. And the other one I have to mention, and... We talked about that animated movie a little bit. I'm going to bring it up again. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost introduces a, a band, okay? And it's uh, the Hex Girls. And it has to be talked about because they're very iconic. Um, they have some very iconic songs. They they show up occasionally in some of the movies, especially when rock stars are brought up. They'll, they might show up in a couple episodes of... I think they do show up in most of Scooby-Doo, and they might show up in some other stuff as well. But... I think mainly movies is where they show up. But they just release bangers on a Scooby-Doo movie for no reason. The Hex Girls like song about just talking about how they're the Hex Girls and they're going to cast a spell on you. Banger. Okay? Now, man, Hexes, Witches, we don't mess with that stuff here on Spill the Beans. But the, the main Hex Girl, such Hot. That was my girl. That was my second girl, right? I had, literally I had Daphne and I had her. So that goes to show you uh, what kind of women I like. Anyways, so we touched on those two. I think we've hit on everything possible we can on Scooby-Doo, okay? It's great. All right, again, it's for kids, man. Like, would I like in a, like a more like mature cartoon? Sure. But I don't think I would want it to take away from like from what it is at its core, right? I don't want them to go into like they're actually investigating murders and stuff. I think that's kind of too far almost. Like I like their mysteries. They deal with ghosts and goblins and ghouls that aren't actually real, right? But I also like I mean, I'm I would be good with a more mature one where you get like a cohesive storyline and there's just this overall bigger mystery to solve and i think that's what that other cartoon is like uh scooby-doo mystery incorporated i think that's what that's more like like there's this overall arching story and all these other smaller time ghosts kind of lead up to the big one right so in that sense i'm all for it but velma is too far okay that's why it doesn't work because it's not scooby-doo right you can solve all the mysteries you want but if it's not if the gang is portrayed poorly like they just did Fred dirty, right? Just absolutely dirty. And they just, whatever. We can get, they, it, it's character assassination at its finest. And that's why it sucks. And don't watch it. So, um, without anything else to talk about, I think we're done for today. So, as always, if you like this, follow us on YouTube. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on TikTok, Magic Beans Productions, okay? Everything else. I'm not going to go full in the spiel. We're, we're 18, 19 episodes in. So on that note, thank you guys for being here and God bless.